0: What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 103 on four ways to connect with anyone.
1: What's up, millionaires? My name is Sandra Evans, and I am a master communicator. What you guys can expect from today's episode is to end up learning about rapport, how to connect instantly with a person or client. Make sure you guys are locked in with us on the $1 million Dollar mind
0: podcast. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the number one passionate attraction podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every one of you all for tuning in each and every week. This is the only place for tips and tricks on identifying your passions and attracting opportunities to make a living while living your dreams. Now, I'm sitting here with not only my good friend, my brother from another, but as he mentioned, he's an experienced sales coach, master uh, communicator, and mentor, also a former negotiation specialist, now leading an entire team of quote-unquote hunters. So I really want to have that conversation with you, Dre. And I mean. Let's first, you know, let's first start, you know, with with that transition, because, you know, you and I first met uh, in a different role uh, in in a different industry of sales as well. So I kind of want to start and kick off this conversation with, you know, you talking a little bit about your transition from telecommunication sales to real estate sales. uh, and, And what were some things that you had to unlearn with that with that transition? Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Just like you said, man, we've been knowing each other for a while here. And I actually started off working, doing telecommunications for Comcast. Um, And and the biggest transition over from real estate to actually doing commercial sales as far as Comcast is, man, just learning new systems. You know, whenever you whenever you actually transitioning from something, the system always changes, but the knowledge you always retain. So it's always the same structure about what's going on. It's just different people in a different mindset. So some of the things you always want to bring over with you is also your level of rapport building. You got to be good at building rapport. Number two, you just got to be good at having conversations. You know, conversations never change. A person who's a natural conversationalist will always be good at actual sales. Um, so always make sure you're bringing that with you here. And then some things you got to just got to lose when you actually transition. It's, it's the ego. You know, sometimes you, cut, you start off as this big shot sales guy. And, and sometimes when you start a new role, that ego kind of overshadows what you're going to learn so new tactics and new tricks you might not over, might overwhelm you at first but
0: you know just take on everything and learn it at one time yeah, yeah. One thing you definitely said was that ego, especially coming from, you know, going from one sales industry to another. Uh a lot of sales uh representatives can have that ego of like, man, I'm already an experienced sales rep, I know what I'm doing. And sometimes we forget that we have to unlearn certain processes and certain systems because what may work in telecommunications may not work in real estate. And uh, you know, before we even dive deeper into this episode, of course, I want to formally you know welcome. Welcome you and and thank you for joining us today uh sandrez San and you guys may hear me call him dre every once in a while because like i said me and me and Sandres San have a, a real you know relationship outside of this episode like this is one of my closest friends so with that being said dre just tell us a little bit more uh, about yourself and some of your experiences on how you became the Sandres San that you are today gotcha
1: gotcha so just to start off with here man the journey actually starts in augusta georgia um it's about two hours east of atlanta um, I actually grew up wanting to be an accountant my whole life. So, when I went to college at Georgia State, you know, I first got introduced to the game of sales. And once I got introduced to it, I knew that's why I actually wanted to be in sales. Now, accounting is just the basis because it shows you how to manage the money once you start making it, which is a big thing. You know, usually in sales, you're actually going to make a lot of money. That just comes with it. Um, so, the biggest transition I would say, you know, just coming from school to actually graduating and just not knowing what I wanted to do once I graduated. I actually landed in that Comcast job that actually propelled me to who I am today. Um, with sales, man, it's just a, it's a, it's always a revolving door. You just continue to learn. Um, and it never stops. New systems, um, new tactics. It's so many books on sales, man. It's so much to learn to where I pretty much try to indulge in at least two or three sales books a month just to help me with my sales skills and negotiations. Um, and that's just how I've actually been just improving my, my systems improving how to build rapport um which is one of the big things about sales is have a good rapport and good communication so really just taking advantage of the opportunity man um and just being thankful for everything i've been getting as far as the books
0: um articles and even podcasts mhm that's a that's a good point and man like i've always like anytime i have friends or people who reach out to me on instagram who you know are contemplating that journey of entrepreneurship or learning how to get into entrepreneurship and just don't really know where to start and are having those doubts and those concerns about really jumping into entrepreneurship full time, I usually always advise you know, them to look into different types of sales roles that they, that they may be interested in as well, because man, like sales is just so all-encompassing, like you said, and it's just so much that you can learn, and it's a revolving door. Another thing you should add, because you're always learning something new about yourself, about people, about relationships so i mean trey from your experience you know what, what has been some of the transferable skills that can not only be used in uh in sales but in other industries as well so one big
1: thing about sales that can be transferred over is competitiveness you know long as you're long as you're very competitive you're going to be competitive in anything you know i kind of look at sales like i look at sports um <laughs> the best salesman is always usually the most competitive guy on the team mm-hmm. um some more things that you can transfer over is professionalism. You definitely want to be very professional when doing sales. It's easy for people to pick on when you're not a professionalist or when you're not even good at, you know, even phasing yourself to be a professional. You know, even if it's in you, if it's not in you, you got to develop it because sales come with a, a high level of professionalism, especially when you're doing big, big deal sales like we do here. um, Over 100K in deals, you have to have a high level of
0: professionalism. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. that professionalism is definitely one piece uh like you said that just just learning how to really the relationships to it is another thing that i'm sure you're going to touch on because at the end of the day this episode is geared towards ways to connect with 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 anybody no matter the industry that they're in no matter the type of client they are but just ways to connect with people all together so i mean one thing you said dre was competitiveness right and our millionaires literally our, our latest episode well uh, one of our latest episodes before we recorded this one was uh five traits of an a player and one of those was uh, competition, right? Being able to have the spirit of competitiveness and, and being a competitor and driving competition. So when you said what you said there is it, it even helps you to naturally become an A player. I feel like sales is, a, is an industry that produces more A players than the typical nine to five corporation, you know, may may typically produce, right, especially at those entry level positions. So um, let's recap, man, let's recap that training that really inspired this whole conversation, Sandra, and, you know, talk about those four ways. One of the things that I thought was interesting in one of those four ways you mentioned was figuring out a way to create friction. And I highlighted that one because it stuck out to me because of just, you, you think to connect with somebody, most of us don't think that creating friction or some type of differences would help you connect with a person more. So if you could, you know, recap that training for us and, and specifically talk on that, um, that that fr- creating friction point piece. Definitely, definitely.
1: So, yes, I actually went over a training here. It's, it's called Four Steps to Connect Immediately. Um, and the first one is, is right. It's actually creating friction. Because think about it. Think about it, millionaires. Some of your best friends come off situations where you guys were introduced through friction. You know, it's like, you ever had that moment where you're like, I never thought we would be friends. Mm. And those be- end up being one of your closest friends. It's either you guys met on some friction or it's just you guys weren't seeing eye to eye in the beginning. And then the, it, it just formed one of the strongest bonds that's actually a scientific fact friction builds the strongest bonds when you think about a magnet so create friction instantly and, and another thing is people people hate a yes man someone who always just agrees you automatically come out as like the weaker person in the conversation you want to position yourself on the same level and usually when you have two people on the same level it creates it's just it creates this competitive friction that's just un, it's it's just unstated but it's friction there so just holding on to that friction creates very strong bonds um, the next thing is it's dropped enthusiasm. And sometimes we kind of overly excited when we meet certain people or 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 even introduced to certain things. We just too excited. Being excited is a terrible trait, especially when you're doing something for the first time, because it shows that you're inexperienced. Someone who's done it a couple of times, you can kind of see his mood never fluctuates depending on how many times he does it. But if it's someone's first time, you know, it's kind of like. Super excitement, super over overbundled with joy to where you're not really taking in the moment, you're just enjoying the moment. Think about when you guys go on a trip. Let's say you go on a trip with someone who's never been to let's just let's just use Vegas. You go on a trip with someone who's never been to Vegas, it's like they're, they're smiling ear to ear all day versus someone who has been to Vegas a couple of different times. It's just like I I do this on the usual. Mm. You always want to position yourself as someone who just does it often. Um third thing to connect. Now, this is big with connecting immediately. Make it all about them. You know, people, people love to talk about their self. Nice. Um, the more you listen and just let people talk about their self, the more engaged they become to you because you have a genuine, you know, understanding to want to learn about what's going on with their life. And, and you ask some deeper questions so you get to know them a little bit more. So just make the situation all about them, which is a big thing. The more you make it about them, the more they respect you. And then just the last thing is just dig into their challenges. Um, sometimes, you know, most most people are going through this transition in life, especially a lot of entrepreneurs here, millionaires, to where they're facing a lot of challenges. You, you want to actually figure out what these challenges are, because the moment you figure out these challenges, they may be going through some of the things you're going through. It's an instant friendship, an instant partnership, or just eat, an instant person for you to talk to, to kind of soothe some of the challenges you're going through. So, so definitely don't be afraid to ask those tough questions, because you might get an answer that, that can answer your questions and problems as well
0: um and those are the main four things i just wanted to touch on with you guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and one of those things i wanted to highlight again was you know the really taking the opportunity to talk up like talk about them and we talk about this all the time dre so that, so they're pretty familiar with with that as well because i say as mean as it may sound you know nobody cares about you more than they care about themselves so when you show a person especially when we like the whole point of Building relationships is to build a everlasting relationship. Nobody intentionally goes into building a relationship to burn that bridge and for it to no longer be a relationship and uh a, the next day right so it's typically the intentions to build a strong relationship with somebody and we forget that and we act like we gotta tell us everything about ourselves and, and try to learn everything about them in the first interaction like it's okay for the first interaction to literally be about that person and and just solely listening to you know where they're coming from now as far as the friction dre I want to touch on that a little bit more because I I, I do see some opportunities where that can come off as ingenuine, right? Just trying to, once somebody figure out, oh, I can use friction to build rapport with somebody, let me just start creating friction everywhere I can. That can then come off as genuine. What are some good ways to make it come off more natural and and genuine, uh, a genuine type of friction? So
1: you want more so set healthy friction. And what I mean by healthy friction is let's just say we talk about a certain topic it can be a, a topic related to anything. You know, your friend may feel this way, you may feel this way. And what, what's kind of happening is you both are kind of pulling the sword to, to actually be more lenient towards the side you're on. It's not necessarily being bad friction, but it's just both of you guys standing on the points that you like. Um, And, and the way the friction kind of coincides, coincides with each other is he views some of the same things you view in your argument and, and you view some of the same thing he views in the argument. So that common ground of friction makes you guys actually argument stronger in the end mm-hmm. and, and, and another type of healthy friction is pretty much you have people who just don't like certain things the same things so you know i may be different from q in a lot of different ways and the way that friction may present itself is just me being open to trying new things like like q he's, he's a, a pescatarian me i love to eat meat so sometimes you know when we're hanging out i just go to a restaurant that's more suitable for him Even though it's a little bit of friction, that's because I don't want to eat it, I'm still gonna try it.
0: So that's gonna make it known too, just so y'all know. That's where that that friction comes. You're gonna make it known, like man, I don't want to eat this or something something like that. Yeah, but I love me a good steak, man. I love me a good steak. Yeah, man, that's a good point, man. So, uh, you know. One thing that we're familiar with, uh, Dre, is, is the acronym FORDS, and that's, you know, family occupation, recreation, dreams, sports, all that stuff that can be used to build, uh, you know, to build that rapport even more. Uh, how would you say like how do you typically use forwards or what are some of the better ways that you use that acronym and, and just to formulate questions that one helps you create friction or, or you know, identify some of the challenges uh, of your clients and customers or, or things like that. How would you effectively use that or what are some secrets that you can give to let's say a baby in the game who's never never done sales never even heard of forwards how can they implement an acronym like forwards today or tomorrow uh you know to start you know building some great relationships gotcha gotcha so guys i'm
1: going to give you a gem here guys so if if you guys are doing sales it's one main thing you want to focus on so majority of the times big sales jobs are in big name cities And, and there's one thing that all big name cities have in common sports teams So if you're speaking to a male, it's easy to to, to kind of transition yourself to speaking in forwards and go straight to the sports section. Hey, man, I see you live in Atlanta. Are you a Falcons fan? Or are you a Braves fan? Or or whatever sports team you kind of want to use to kind of justify your argument or justify your rapport. You just dig deep on that. You know, rapport is not one thing you have to hit on multiple topics at one time. You can hit on one central thing that that makes this person happy or, or, or even gives you a little bit of conversation. And usually in Atlanta, man, just to be honest, you guys love those Falcons. So I, I love speaking to someone who's from Atlanta to talk about the Falcons, whether they're doing good or bad, you'll get a good
0: conversation out of someone like that. And that's some good friction, too. Like, that's because that, I'm not a Falcons fan. So, you know, I identify Falcons fans. You know, that's a, it's like a friendly like that's that that's that healthy friction good that we friction. talked about earlier. Because, yep. you know, people love talking about, you know, repping a they, they sports team and things like that. Now, as far as, again, the acronym goes and like it's not a one size fits all type acronym. Like you can't use every letter for every type of person. What are some like key indicators to, of a person that, you know, you can use certain parts of the Ford's acronym for, like, is it a certain person that, you know, you can use the family and friends? Is it a certain person, you know, you can use the sports? Like how would you identify which person to use, which to start off at least the Ford's conversation? Gotcha.
1: So the way I would say you could kind of find this in the way I kind of find it, it's the first thing that they do to try to build rapport with you. So it's either they talk about their family, they talk about their occupation. Just for an example, if you're speaking to a guy that's very successful, um, the first thing he may say to you is, I don't have time. I got a lot of meetings coming up. Cool. So, so what do you do for work? You know, ask him what's going on or oh, I'm an accountant, I'm a businessman or I'm a salesman. And just kind of build on what they do for a living. Okay, man, that sounds like a very interesting opportunity. You know, how did you get into doing whatever it is that you do? Or you might have a you, have, you may have a person on the phone or in person where you call them and you hear the kids in the background. <laughs> so you might go, man, it sounds like you got a family around you, my man. How old are the kids? He might tell you how old the kids are. And if you're a real savvy salesman, you'll pretty much know, you know, the area. So you know what school they go to and, and a lot of different things about them. So it's a lot of key indicators to let you know what a person is going, what has going on and who's actually around that person. So I would definitely use family occupation a lot of just listening to what's going on around a situation. Um, dreams and recreation, those are ones that you kind of have to open a person up to. Um, usually I like to go first, tell them some of my dreams and aspirations, and then they kind of recite it back to me, some things that they have going on as well. Um, so, so you definitely want to use those
0: two. And, and then sports, like I said, is always going to be a big one. Yeah, sports is sports is like sports is like one of those rare ones that can kind of you know be all encompassing in that one size fits all. Like you could pretty much talk sports to almost anyone. Or first of all, anyone you see wearing a sports hat, sports or oh, yeah. any sports paraphernalia, you can pretty much assume they watch sports. But um, you know, even though I may be a little biased on on this one, one of like when I talk to middle aged women and definitely older women, my go to is always family. Cause you know that that like especially older women like the, the the grandmas and things like that they love talking about their family they love talking about those grandkids and those blessings they have so I always look at you know family being the first one that I could touch on when talking to uh to to women um what about what about you what's what's um, besides the sports because we know that's the easiest one what's the next one that that's your go to and who is that ideal person that you, you kind of you know seek to to use that as a conversation. Man, the biggest one for me is definitely
1: occupation. You know, I like to learn about what people do because it may interest me. You know, I'm a very young guy, so I'm very open to trying new new opportunities, becoming an entrepreneur in certain in certain fields. So if I if I sense that you're you're actually doing something very productive and you sound like it's something that I need to be into, I dip and dive in occupation just to see what I can find out to see if it actually fits for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I love digging on occupation, man.
0: I definitely love occupation. Yeah, and I think occupation is a good one when you're not necessarily in, like, it's a a good one that doesn't have to be for sales. Like, I was using family and friends because that was like what was convenient and what we were selling, which was like telecommunications and, you know, internet and things like that. But now on the day to day, like even outside of what we do now, Dre, and just like walking and just meeting new people. I love what you just said, their occupation, because it's just so much more room for growth of the conversation when you are just learning more about what people do. And then it kind of even is a segue to their dreams, like what they're currently doing. So what they want to do or how they want to perform, too. Definitely. Definitely. Bad, bad, bad. So, I mean, how can anyone start to practice building rapport with someone today? Like what are some some easy ways that a person can put some of these things into practice?
1: Man, I would definitely say something that I like to do is go to parks, or recreation centers, Um, even even working out, man, just try to meet new people and try some of these tactics to see if you can build a friend. And and it's funny, some of the things that you'll find out is that you guys have some of the same interests, some of the similar mindsets and and goals as well. So just go into a common place or a common ground and and just practicing some of these things,
0: you know, meet new people, meet new friends and stepping
1: outside your comfort zone and, and just test the theory to see
0: if it works. Mm hmm. See, so, yeah, see what works for you. See what doesn't work. And man, I'm always going to be, you know, uh, a little bit more thoughtful of my introverts out there because, you know, I was a self self-proclaimed introvert until I found out that I was no longer an introvert and I still sometimes feel like I'm an introvert because whenever we do like certain networking events it's still a little bit I still I'm still hesitant on getting out there I just usually stick with my group that I got there with but I mean for you Dre just to kind of help 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 out my introverts out there what are some you know what are some some easy first questions to ask um you know for that first interaction with with a stranger uh in these public settings let's just say for like a networking event man i'm gonna go ahead and tell you man as far as introverts the first interaction you
1: want to have with someone if you're introverted you try you, you typically want to make them laugh usually when you make someone laugh, it kind of takes the stress out mm. so i might use a simple funny joke like hey man hey man <laughs> your shoes untied you might look down and your shoes tied i was just like i'm just messing with you man nice to meet you my name is sandra it's you know, it's just like something that kind of released the tension of both of you guys, especially if you're talking to another introvert. You guys definitely want to laugh first or, or share a joke or share a drink, something that kind of lets the, the guard down.
0: Mm, I like that. Uh, some type of dad joke. Some or type just like of a dad joke. joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I never really thought about that. And I'm just kind of just playing it out in my head. And I, I do see how, you know, make, at least making someone else laugh. And getting them to smile is like the law of reciprocity. You get someone else to smile, you're naturally going to smile back. And now you feel a lot more comfortable in that situation, especially if y'all can share a laugh together before exchanging some words. I do think that's a great icebreaker. Uh, What about, um, let's say at the... I mean, it sounds like your answer probably going to be pretty much overall. Start off with, uh, you know, some type of icebreaker like that. What about a like? A, what's a good question after you broke it? You know, broke the ice. What's a good question to ask? Ask somebody uh, at at an event that doesn't come across as like, man, this person just asking these dumbass filler questions.
1: <laughs> I, I would I would honestly say after you guys break that initial icebreaker, I would definitely just ask them what brings you to the event. You know, mm-hmm. what attracted you to be at this event, especially if it's something, you know, inspirational, like a, a motivational speaker, they might tell you, oh, this person is my favorite motivational speaker. I watch him every day. And if you're the same as far as watching that same person every day, then you guys are instantly connected on something. You guys may reminisce over a video you watched or something you heard him say to where now you guys are becoming these five minute
0: friends off just one interaction. Mm hmm. Mm hmm five-minute best friends and that's the term we used to use uh back at the old spot man just being that five-minute best friend you know figuring out a way that you can just really establish a a nice everlasting bond even if the goal is just to meet this person for one time and get the sale right it's still it's still with the intent of you know establishing a good strong relationship with that person so i mean as we you know we're not wrapping things up yet but we're starting to wrap things up dre and again i want to communicate to you man that i appreciate you for You know, just dropping some of the gems that you dropped so far uh, to our millionaires that are going to be listening to this. Um, What I want is, you know, if you could, you know, kind of elaborate and build on defining the importance of building building rapport. Like, why is this episode important? Why is it important for us to learn how to build rapport and establish new relationships every day? Man, millionaires, I just want to start off by saying
1: that rapport is the basis for all business. Rapport is the basis, not even about the money, because the money is going to come. If you have a good product, a good pitch and a good closing process, the money is going to come. Mm-hmm. The main thing is about building relationships. Mm-hmm. Who's going to help you get to the top? Who can you help get to the top? You know, who can I partner with? You want to build these relationships to have rapport because you want to be that go to person for people. And you also want to have people that you can go to, you know, because you, we, we don't know it all. And the great thing about it, once you have the rapport built with the right people, you have the assets to actually gain the knowledge you need and even, you know, hang out with people. It kind of it kind of changes your social circle, you know, being around people, learning about them. You know, the higher the, the higher the higher level of rapport you can build, the more you know a person. That That's the biggest thing you want to do here. And that's big, millionaires. with anything in life that
0: you do, you want to have a great level of rapport built with everyone. Exactly. I love that. And part of what you said kind of had me just in my thoughts a little bit. And, and like I was thinking about. You know, money, money, your product, your service, your processes, all of these things is how you, you know, you start a good business. But what you said about those relationships, that's how you sustain a great business. It all goes back to who you know and how you can leverage those relationships to continue to grow and, you know, grow and exceed and, and pass surpass expectations. So, I mean, to be prepared, right, to be prepared to build rapport with anyone what type of mindset should, should we begin to adopt? I
1: would say the first thing you should adopt, man, is just being open-minded, you know, just being willing to learn from things that you don't know, be around people that you're not necessarily, that are not necessarily your speed as far as having the same mindset about certain things, just being open. You got to be very open to be a rapport because if you're not, you're just going to be a rapport with the the same person that's like you. I mean, and, and what can you really learn from yourself? that that's a great question you want to be a rapport with people that that's that's the least like you so Mm -hmm. now you get a better understanding of of a a vast variety of people you want to it's always about catering to the masses
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also a good a good um pro to you know building relationships with people that are not like you is you like man everybody has a secret ingredient to this entree we call life so it's like if you only like if you like nobody at any potluck ever told everybody to bring the same dish they always said you bring this dish i'll bring that dish you bring the drinks you bring the cups and the plates you bring that right so it's like that's pretty much what the whole thing of what dre is saying is like building relationships with people that are not like you so that when you can when you have in that rapport you identify what their occupation is their goals and their dreams what they're really good at their passions and all that stuff you learn that they're passionate about something that you're not good at Right. So now you're starting to work with people that are good at things that you're not. And now you have this community of people pouring into each other. And, you know, it's like a Tetris, like you you bring this piece, they bring that piece and it all comes together in the end. Definitely, definitely. Love it. So Dre, man, uh, as we're starting to transition to uh the second half of the show, or not second half, but the latter half of the show, uh, we're going to transition to one of my favorite portions, which is called Rapid Fire. And this is powered by Poddex. Uh, and I have uh five random questions I'm gonna be asking you. And uh this is just to lighten the mule, get our guests to you know, to open up that our millionaires see a different side of of that may not have been uh exfoliated onto today's episode and i just want you to answer you know the, what the first thing that comes to mind it's not meant for you to overthink or anything like that all right okay julio julio so first question is what will people look back at you 50 years from now and be shocked or appalled by
1: the car i drive do you think
0: they're gonna be shocked by the car you drive if they look back 50 years from now
1: yeah, man, because I always talked about getting, like, a big monster truck or a, a Humber, and now that I just got this smaller challenger, it's like,
0: ah, oh, man, we thought you was going to do a Vig with the truck. Oh, yeah, I thought you was going to say something like, man, I, I, I told him I'd be driving some type of, like, million-dollar car, like uh, a a blinged-out Aston Martin or something.
1: Nah, man, I was always big on the trucks growing up in Augusta, pretty much the country. I always dreamed to have the big truck with the monster tires. And, and, man, I, I haven't got it yet, but it's it's on the way. Oh, it's still on the way. That's still something you're trying to get. Yeah, I'm still trying to get it.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm going I'm to be, be holding you accountable to that now, too, now that I know that. All right. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphones, which ones are you going to keep?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I would say Facebook, YouTube, and I
0: would say Acorns. Facebook, YouTube, and Acorn. Okay, elaborate on each one a little bit. Tell us why you would keep Facebook, Acorn, and YouTube.
1: So Facebook kind of keeps me connected. keeps me connected to the world about what's going on. Uh, YouTube is where I get a lot of my resources from. So a lot of good videos, a lot of good content. And then Acorns. Acorn is pretty much my main savings app right now. I want to know how much I got saved. <laughs> I like
0: to check that daily. Hmm. Hey, man, shout out to that YouTube, man. YouTube University, you can really... Pick up any book, get uh some type of like recap of that book. You can literally learn any new skill. Like if you have the time, like if you don't have the money, but you have the time, you should be on YouTube University. And I'm sure Drake can attest to that for the fact oh, that definitely. he said he keeping YouTube on his phone if he had to delete all but three. So, I mean, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, What technology do you wish existed? Man, that's that's a great question. That's a great
1: question. The technology that I wish is this is like you can have you know how they got the Coca-Cola freestyle machines? Mm. I wish we had the technology to incorporate that in the refrigerator to where you can actually buy the refrigerator that's a freestyle machine. Mm. Something cool like that, man. I've actually always wondered about Coca-Cola. Hit me up if
0: you hear this, man. Uh, We we need to sit down and talk about it. I love that you always plugging yourself in, man. So if you had (laughs) If you had someone following you all, uh, following you around the world. uh, No, let me reread this question. If you had someone following you around all the time, what would you have them do?
1: If I had someone following me around all the time, I would have them catch every mistake I made. Mm. So so they can kind of prevent me from making the same mistake. Like, you know, if I made a wrong turn or if I walked the wrong direction, if I had the, the wrong socks on with the right outfit. You know, just catch all the mistakes
0: I made for the day, and just let me know. I'm all the way with that. Yeah, catch my, catch my, catch my failures. Don't really catch my successes because that's going to get me big headed. I need to hear about the failures. Exactly. (laughs) I need to hear about that so I know not to do that again. All right, last question, man. What what do you consider to be your greatest achievement so far?
1: Ah, man, graduating college definitely a big a big accomplishment. Um, being that so many people don't get a chance to actually walk that stage man it, it was big for me and my
0: family mm-hmm. and uh, a late congratulations again to that man and uh man and, and, and the millionaires not might, might not know it but you you're fairly young man so man best believe that San Andreas is still gonna have by the time he come back on the show he gonna he his, his greatest achievement gonna be something else best believe that all right so um, as we wrapping it up, Dre, again, I want to say thank you for, you know, for joining us and, and just dropping the immense value that you dropped. The whole point of the Million Dollar Mind podcast is just to bring catalysts to the show that are going to help propel us all to, you know, the next level. So um, as we transition it, man, um, I, I'm big on self-love and, and the theme of season three has been, you know, just getting everybody's perspective on what self-love is. So if you could, for us, you know, define your version of what self-love is to me self-love just
1: means loving yourself at all costs you know whether it's going good whether it's going bad just loving yourself through the situation um and, and just not letting your love waver on yourself just depending on the situation
0: so just so just keeping that love intact man mm-hmm. and sometimes even making a hard decision uh, definitely to, to do the things if, it, if it's taking care of self definitely definitely yeah, that's big yeah i mean we had this conversation off um Man, off of Instagram, it was a couple people that we were talking about, and you know, some people had some different, different thoughts. But I, I really feel like, you know, people say adulting, right, is being a responsible adult is staying at a job that you don't like because you have bills to pay, and I and I think that that couldn't be any further from the truth. And a part of your definition of self-love is like, if you find yourself to be in a toxic environment, uh, and you find yourself at this nine to five that you wake up every single day dreading going to. Then self-love is parting yourself from that environment, even if it's tough, because of the thought of where this money is going to come from. But it's like you said, making it happen by any means necessary, even if that means you got to suck it up for five days until you can, you give yourself five days to find that next spot, and then boom, you out of there. You got to do what you got to do, and that's taking care of yourself. Definitely, definitely. Coolio. Coolio. Now, Dre, we walk, we getting ready to walk up out of here. Let's say you get home and, and, and you're walking up to your, to your, to, to your apartment and you just happen to pass 18 year old Sandres. What What's some advice that you would give to yourself?
1: Man, some advice I would tell myself, man, it's is get focused. You know, at 18, you're very young. So you just want to try new things. You want to do new things and you're not necessarily focused on the end goal. You just focus on the right now. So I would just tell myself, man, just just to get focused for the future. I I know I wasted a lot of time from 18 to 21, you know, just messing around, just not doing the right things to where now if I see myself at 18, man, I would would tell myself definitely to get focused
0: and buckle down. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, I I would say the same thing that focus is a it's a huge thing and specifically putting focus on focus on our habits. Man, we reading this book right now, y'all, called Atomic Habits. And Dre, I'm sure you can attest, man. If we had Great book. some of the ha- some of just some of the habits that we have now, if we implemented those at the age of 18, who would who knows where we would be, right? Who knows where we would be? So um uh, I'm, I'm with that advice 100 so man yeah dray tell, tell us a little bit more about you know some things that you're excited for that's coming up tell us where we can find you at this time i want to give you the opportunity to really let you know plug yourself in and tell us a little bit more about where we can find you and, and how to connect with you further
1: gotcha gotcha so to find me guys my name on instagram is evans empire I'm located locally here in Atlanta, so if you guys are in Atlanta, just hit me up, man. We we can hang out and chop it up about different topics. You want to talk about rapport, sales, or or just genuinely have a good conversation. Um, It's Evans Empire on Instagram. Um, Facebook is my name, Sandrez Evans. Uh, I I know it may be a hard spelling, but uh, Sand and then Drez and then Evans, common last name. Um, And just some things I'm excited about, man. It's just taking the next steps here. Right now, I currently do real estate so. Just learning more about these deals, man, going into these different markets and and actually cultivating here, man. That's the biggest thing. I'm just happy about cultivation, doing something new that we've never done before and just closing big deals, bro.
0: Yeah, man, and, and, and here's to more success. And I, I, I do want to take another second, man, to to go over your, your 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 feelings and and your experience so far. From you know going previously from a negotiation specialist to now leading a team uh, of of hunters and specialists. How how has that experience been for you? And, and what are some things that you learned? Some additional things that you're learning about yourself in, in that new role. So the great thing about this role, man, is that you get to learn about a lot about
1: yourself and a lot about your team. So some of the some of the things that I've actually incorporated with myself now is I have to be more of a communicator now because it's not just myself, you know, my inner self I'm communicating with. Now it's my complete team. So everyone has different flaws. Everyone has different advantages. and You just kind of have to put that in, in the right situation to where it capitalizes for the company, meaning if I know one person is not a strong conversationalist, I don't want to have him talking to my A-list players. You know, the people that I know going to want to have a good conversation. I want to have him on the guys who just like him, straight to the point. So it's, it's a lot of things that's going on and moving and grooving that I just got to get used to, Ben. I've only been here in this position here a couple of months, um, but I'm definitely excited about the challenge, man. Just learning a lot about myself, getting these routines in place. Routines,
0: routines, routines, millionaires. That's the biggest thing out there routines 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 and relationships again because i'm sure man with you being a master communicator dre you learn in different ways every day that you can build uh and you know in a exquisite relationship with each and every one of your your team members and things like that to make sure that you continue to drive results and, and, and lead by example too so man keep it up uh, i want to say again say thank you for you know just taking time out of your evening Uh, to just have this conversation with me and to provide this value to our millionaires that are going to be listening. And as always to my millionaires, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show week in and week out. And I just want to thank you in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become as you apply the principles that you've heard today. Now, if you're an aspiring real estate investor, but you have little, to no time to find your in your next rental investment. I want you to consider a company like LA TrueStay because they will qualify rental investments for you, go over the numbers with you and fill the vacancy in less than 30 days at market rate. And the best thing about it is it's no extra cost to you and even if they can't fill a vacancy in 30 days, they will even pay if the property is vacant so you have a security blanket. No more worrying about evictions to non-paying tenants. You don't have to deal with this whole memorandum thing that's going on right now and you got people still trying to get, you know, non-paying tenants out of their property even though that whole moratorium is over. So you know, that is not a problem you would have to face if you consider LA True State for your next rental investment. You can call them or text REI to 404-737-6929 for more information. I'm your guy, Kai Speaks, and you just heard it from Sandra Evans on four ways to connect with literally anybody. So just remember to keep focused, build momentum, and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace. Hey, guys. So thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global